Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 247. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I'm joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work by Jacob Malicic. Hello, this is Jacob. Hello. And well, while we said that we're recording this fine morning drive to work, uh, the truth of the matter is, given recent events, hey, we're not, uh, our lives are being a little disrupted. And we can't necessarily do some of the fun things that we used to do, like go to Friday Night Magic or go out and play a tournament on Saturday. Jacob, have you been able to, all of your stores are pretty much shut down, right? Are you in one of those oh, shelter-in-place yeah, states? We are, we are under a statewide uh, safer-at-home order, which is different than a shelter-at-home order because of the spelling and also oh. the language, I guess. Um I guess I guess safer at home sounds less threatening than shelter at home. I I think like it's not my understanding is it's not exactly the same as a shelter at home order. Um, but I gotta confess I'm not an expert on this particular topic. But yeah, all of the local game stores in in my area like the you can't go in and and make purchases. Some of them have arrangements where you can like call ahead and say hey I'd like to pick up a thing but some of them are just like no we're closed for business for the next yeah. n weeks yeah i think one of the last holdouts here uh closed down in in, in florida closed closed down like a few days ago yeah, as an interesting consequence of this the number of questions i've had to field regarding newly spoiled cards has been drastically reduced uh but that's actually you know i kind of missed that because it was fun to talk about yeah, it, it is, and those new cards are going to be coming out on MTG Arena fairly soonish, like within the next two to three weeks, and people are probably going to want to play those because they're going to be going stir-crazy in their house. And mm -hmm. since you can't play in person, like I said, people are people are turning to Arena, and people are wanting to play tournaments on Arena, on MTG Arena. And right now, there's a lot of questions for players how to how to play... In, into tournaments on MTG Arena. Organizers have questions about how, how they can run tournaments. And judges, because we are a podcast focusing on, on judging, there's a lot of questions of, well, judges like to run events. How do you run a, an online event, you know, using MTG Arena? And there's a lot of tools out there that can help with running an online tournament. A new one, or a relatively new one, uh, that has come up recently is something called MTG Melee. Uh, it's a fairly new tool that helps organizers and judges run events through MTG Arena. And for some reason, it's been experienced a, a pretty uh, exponential growth, as it were, in popularity. Uh, there's mm. been a lot of positive reviews, positive feedbacks, tournaments being run with it. And because of that, uh, because it's 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 a new tool that that seems pretty pretty cool, pretty easy to use, and is something that's relatively easy to set up. Uh, we have Steve Port on to talk about this tool. Hello, Steve. Hey there, how are you doing? Hi. So, your name sounds kind of familiar. Did you used to have something to do with GPs? Um, I've done a few things here and there yeah. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. So, where, where, <laughs> might, where might people know you from? Uh, so, I, I ran my first sanctioned tournament in 1994. And uh, my DCI number is one two three nine. Oh, so uh, close! <laughs> like just five <laughs> off, right? Yeah, just a little. One two three um, four. I only know a couple people with numbers lower than me. Nick Fong is one of them. Uh, uh, but yeah, I've I've been in it and at it a while. I ran my first premier 
play in 1997 with a, a PTQ in spring of 97 um, and have just been uh, involved in organized play ever since then. Uh, I opened my first store in 2001 uh, in Jacob's current stomping grounds and Misty Mountain was my first store. Um, and then I opened another one up in Minneapolis up in uh, about 2006 and uh, have since sold both of those stores. They are both still open. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm now running Legion Supplies and MTG Pro Shop, and because I don't have my fingers in enough pies, I am now in MTG Melee. Awesome. If if you had to give like the, you know, the 30 second advertising slick for MTG Melee to like to hook somebody on it, what what would you tell them? What would you say? This is uh, if you're jonesing for organized play for Magic, this is the best place to get it done. It's going to give you the most store-like experience. I know the the organized play that you're used to having at stores and bigger events, you can get it in a platform online. It's created from the ground up, built with magic in mind. It's a good pitch. Uh, I'm sold. How do I engage? <laughs> uh, well, I, I believe you actually already all, both have. Uh, it's real easy. You can get a free account. You uh, get a free account at, uh, at mtgmelee.com. Uh, just sign up for your account and that's what you need to play uh, to be organizers. You just need to click a little, a little application button that says, Hey, I want to be an organizer. Here's, here's what I'm up to. And uh, we've been approving pretty much everybody that comes through at this point. Um, And pretty soon that'll just be an automatic. uh, uh, We just kind of wanted to gatekeep a little bit on the front of it just to make sure that we weren't growing too fast past what we could hold. So there was a period of time where we had something like, uh, 35 or 40 applications that we just weren't ready to deal with because we, uh, our growth rate has been insane. Yeah, I saw a, a graph where it was just ticking. You know, it was that it was that familiar asymptotic uh, exponential growth curve. And there's yep. been a lot of you guys have been getting a lot of good word of mouth on Twitter recently. Yeah, it's been outstanding. A lot of people just saying like, I think there was one one comment I saw that that said I've used digital platforms for almost five years now, Hearthstone. And none compare to MTG Melee, and that's that's kind of awesome if you're able to come in and people that have been doing something for five years able to, you know, just wow people that have been doing it for five years. Right, and we're in beta. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we're uh, we've got we've got we got a lot of runway we want to we want to work on yet, and it's still it, it's that it's that much better. Uh, it, it's pretty crazy. So. We we kind of have from from the show perspective we we have it broken down into into three distinct topics. It's it's the MTG melee from the players' perspective, from the tournament organizers' perspective, and then from the judges' perspective. Obviously, if we want to have a tournament, we need to have players. We need to get them in. What are some of the things that a player can expect from your service? And I notice you have you have videos documenting this kind of stuff you have documentation which was really cool as a as a systems engineer i love documentation <laughs> the fact that you guys had it and it was clear to understand was a huge uh, boom you can you can thank one jeff foster and uh elliot raff for that elliot started on it and uh and jeff finished it up and and polished it up uh we've we've been been leaning on the folks that we know are 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 good uh, there's a there's a lot of people out there that we can that we can talk to and and bring in and and that's where it was as a matter of fact this this whole thing started and I think we've mentioned it yet as uh, Jason Flatford who who's uh, who's uh, passed with magic is fairly robust itself he he was <laughs> yeah. a scorekeeper at uh, at Star City for quite a long time and a lot of the things that you came to know and love about Star City events were things that Jason specifically pioneered. 
Mm-hmm. I met Jason as a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed new judge in the program, and uh, God knows a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a smart cookie. Turns out. Yep. Turns out. Okay, so a player says, okay, I've got Arena, I've got a deck I've been playing for a while, you know, I've cashed in all my wild cards, and I have the hot new the hot new standard deck, I want to play me some tournaments. So they get to, uh, they come to the site, like, uh, they're going to be found, that's kind of the interesting thing about where we're at. We're, we're reaching out to, to stores and organizers who are organizing events and, and broadcasting to their players. They're saying... Hey, we're going to run an event, and we're going to run it on MTG Melee. Come play in it. Um, all of those people coming in gives us more people to spread out. Um, we started at about just under three weeks ago was our was our first let's call it a big event. I want to say it was about fifty people in that event. Um, one of the first ones for uh, for Pascal Maynard ran it, and he he came in on that very first event, and we were before that maybe somewhere around twenty five or thirty users because. Uh, we had run a couple of alpha tournaments where we're saying, hey, people come in and play this. We, you know, it doesn't cost anything. We just want you to make an account. We want you to to, to kind of beat your head against us a little bit without documentation to show us where our weak points are and where, what we need to what we need to make better to make the flow better. So those first couple of events, it was literal no documentation. I didn't tell anybody. I said, hey, come do a thing. How do I do it? You'll see when you get there. Um, because we wanted to see what they did, and and the results were fantastic. Uh, Jason built such a, a smooth interface that players just instinctively know what to do. Uh, they don't even need that much documentation to to get there. So come into the come into the event or, or come into the site, make a uh, make an account, and look at all the tournaments that we have running up now. There are there are uh, somewhere up to fifteen to twenty a day right now. Uh, of various types there are some free standard ones there are some uh some uh, ones that are people are using for like uh, patreons and twitch subscriptions if you if you subscribe to these channels then you you can come play in them for free uh, and that's how you get into them um wpn stores are now for at least the next almost uh, almost two months left uh, are able to charge entry fees to events on arena that was an exception that was made recently so there we've got a lot of local stores coming in uh, they're looking for something to do to a to keep themselves busy and b to keep their communities engaged um so they're reaching out to their communities and bringing them in and saying hey look this is a thing that we can all do together and we definitely have a couple of small groups uh, uh a couple of small stores and small groups that aren't stores that are like this is what we're doing we used to meet every thursday night and we can't do that anymore, and we're doing it on Arena now instead. And so they'll make a small little group, and they just make an event to, to run with themselves. So on that note, if you don't mind my asking, uh, so one, one of the things that um, I miss a lot, I, I play a lot of Paper Magic, or at least I, I try to because I enjoy it a lot. And one of the things I really enjoy is that connection, that connecting with the other person, with the opponent. Um I know on MTG Arena that experience can often feel pretty, I don't want to say sterile because that's yep. very loaded, especially in the current climb, but yep. you know, you, you don't have that interaction. Are there, are there ways with MTG Melee to sort of get that back? Yeah, so there's, there's, a, there's something built into this platform, and it's one of the things that sets it apart from other, other operating software, other tournament operation software that you can get to. Um, and that is our in-event chat client. So there's a chat that's built straight into uh, into the into the player's interface 
that lets you talk to your opponent directly and lets you talk to the TO directly. Um, not everybody else in there, uh, just your opponent and, and just the TO. So you can have immediate feedback, you know, GGs and whatnot. Um, now, I know you can kind of do that in in uh, um, an arena, but you have to have friended them first. This is Correct. Yeah. yeah, this is just your opponent and it's a limited time window. You can only talk to them while your match is going on. Um, and there are, of course, because we have to be careful about that, there are ways that if, if someone's being derogatory to you, you can you can block the uh, you can block them and stuff like that. But that is that really kind of helps make it that feel of sitting down at the table and saying, hi, I'm Steve. What's your name? Uh, let's have a good game. Oh, boy, I was hoping I didn't have to play fires again. You know, mm -hmm. the things the things that you get to say and interact on there and in addition right. to that we have uh we have a discord where people can kind of go and interact as a as a bigger group uh so there's a lot of channels in there that they can they can talk around with with discord that would also potentially enable a voice option which was going to be sort of my my follow-up or any plans it's to true. have that um i don't think we'll build voice into this uh, i can't say for sure um but it seems unlikely that we'll we'll put voice into this. There's a lot of really good uh, really good programs for that right now. Uh, Discord being one of them. Yep. I think one of those groups I mentioned before that it's a it's a small store that has a very loyal core group. Uh, they're running an event right now uh, for just just for their players, and they they open. He has his own Discord, and they open up and they all go voice in there. So they're it's just like being in a in a room. Some of the other things that I saw is uh, when you're setting up these tournaments, you can require deck lists or not, which Correct. I guess is a at FNM. You know, we don't have deck lists at FNM, but there still is a concern that maybe some people are like swapping out decks or something like that. Yep. So you can request when building the tournament that that deck list be submitted. Correct. Okay. Cool. So I gotta. I got, what do I gotta do to get a deck list in? Do I have to sit there and type it all out? No, it's so easy. Uh, uh, so one of the sweet things uh, that you can do in Arena is do an export. And you've probably played around with that to do, to work with various sites and other things. So once you open up your Arena, get into the into your, your deck and collection section, uh, mm -hmm. find the deck that you want, select it, click export, it dumps something mm -hmm. onto your clipboard, go to MTG Melee, open up your player controller that you've signed up for an event, uh, click the little thing that says paste, a little field opens up, you paste that into that field, hit submit, and your deck list is done. So it's almost copy-paste. It is not almost, it is literally copy-paste. You just have that to is... open the thing to paste into, it sounds like. Which, Correct. Sure, right. that's true yeah. of anything. As a judge, the idea of having a deck list submitted via copy-paste <laughs> of text in Does it in make you swoon a little? It does make me swoon a little. Like I got the vapors. I'm doing the hand wave, yep, yep. you know, hand fan thing. Yep, that'll that's great. It's it's uh it's super slick. So so that that's cool. I'm curious. Um, if you if you want to require deck lists, uh, for that to try to keep players honest, like how how does validation work on the on the back end for that? Like, sure, everyone said, hey, this is the standard yep. deck I'm playing tonight, but you know. If are you really playing three shocks or are you playing four? Yeah. Right. right. Like how do you deck check an arena match? So there's there there's not there's not specifically a way to to nail that down completely. Mm -hmm. Um because we we aren't able to verify through arena the specific deck that you have. 
Um, we've got high hopes that at some point that'll be a, that'll be a viable thing that we can do, but it, it's not yet, and and I don't specifically know when it might happen. But um, we've got a we've got a strong feeling that at some point in time that might be a thing that we can do. So uh, until then, the idea is um, so one of the things that that Melee does that no other sort of platform handles, and why it's specifically built around Magic is once you put in this deck list and you start a tournament, uh, you start a match with your opponent, the ther- and you've, your tournament organizer has selected to, uh, to display deck lists, your deck list will pop up on your screen on a little tab that has your opponent's deck list right behind it. So you'll be able to look at your opponent's deck list from inside the player controller on the website. Uh, so you'll be able to see yours, you'll be able to see theirs. So you can kind of take a quick look through it, see what they've got, if they play anything fishy, if and, and again, like if they if they said their deck only had two Teferis and they dropped their th- third Teferi, you can you can call for judge. Okay. So and and again, that's that's an optional setting that the TO can choose or not Correct. choose when creating the event Correct. to make deck list public. And that's... Pick, yeah, as as casual as you want to be. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, from a from a player perspective, so I've gone in, I've searched for an event, I've found one that requires like a $5 entry fee. So I need to go to the store, however they collect their $5, go do that. Potentially. Yeah. Um, we we do have uh, payment options built in and we're, we're getting more stores every day signing up for that. Um, we were originally going to make it a requirement just to make things seamless and easy. But with the current situation, we thought it would be, uh, it would be good to let uh, to let the stores handle that as much as they can. They need they need things to do, and that's you know a couple percent that they they get back for them that we okay. we wouldn't take on that. So um, some stores are paying directly through our site, and if you find one of those that that it's you can just click on a, a button to enter. You cl- you literally click on a button that takes you to a, a payment uh, space. You put in your payment information, and as soon as you pay, you're entered. Okay. If it's one that isn't using our system, then you have to contact that TO. Usually, they'll, there's a, a little bit of markup language in the tournament layout, and uh, they're they're all going to tell you how to how to pay for it if it's a paid event in there. And all those, for the most part, are going to be, you know, go to our website, buy a ticket, or pay, or call us, or however they're handling it, and and do the transaction. And then they they either give you a code to come back and put in that lets you get into the event. Or uh, in a couple of cases, they're manually entering the people, which is a, another thing you can do as an organizer. You can uh, pre-register or uh, put a, a list of people up into the event that, that you want to play manually just by typing in their usernames. Okay. So tournament starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday. All right. I log in. I roll out of bed at 9.50, walk over to my computer, log on. I'm set. I'm logged in by 9.55. At 10 o'clock, what happens? At uh, 10 o'clock, the, uh, assuming that your organizer is on the ball, is going to hit a pairings button, and within a matter of seconds, a pairings uh, will push to your player controller. So once you've logged onto the site, you'll see a little, a little set of things that are right, right below the login that say, My Tournaments. Um, and the events that you've signed up for will be there. So the one that's happening at, at 10 o'clock should be the first one in the list. You click that. Um, and there's a little button on there that, that says player controller. You click that player controller and that's going to be your home for that event for, for the whole, for the whole event. 
that's where you'll be able to see your deck list. That's where you'll be able to see your standings, your pairings, uh, all of that stuff. That's the portal through which the chat engine works uh, and everything. So once you've logged in, selected your tournament, and gone to your player controller, at some point the TO will, will hit pairings, and your pairings will pop up there. And when your pairings pop up there, the chat with your opponent will pop up, the chat with the TO will pop up, and their deck list will pop up, all right there on that, on that screen. Wow. Um, uh, and it's all, uh, it's all done in a place that keeps it out of your way for the most part. And you can also minimize any of the things that that you want, and it's and it's all right there. And then you're you're given the MTG Arena username uh, or Correct. battle name or whatever of of your opponent. And yeah, you just... if you're playing, yeah, if you're playing Arena, um, we have we have ways to you can put in different things: your Arena name, your MTGO name, and depending on the type of event you select when you create it, when the TO selects uh, creates the event, they select this is an Arena event. And so the software knows that you're playing an arena event and it's going to go into your profile and pull up that arena battle name and it's going to put it in in a, in a little pop-up and all you have to do is click on that and it copies it so that when you go into arena to challenge the opponent, all you have to do is now paste it into that window. So again, it's a click, copy, click, yeah. paste. I, I saw when, when I was playing around with the, the organizer features, I, I saw the tournament type. It was like MTGO, arena, paper, and I was like, ooh, you could do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, um, you could you could do paper. If you, and we actually, we have a league running right now that's uh, a bunch of people using kind of a modified old school, and they're running paper turn, tournaments over um, uh, over a whereby, I think they're using for, for broadcasting software, so that the opponents are, they've each got a camera on top of there, and they're playing paper magic live oh, across wow. the internet, right? Yeah, it's a that's beautiful incredible. world. Event. Yeah, and they're using our software to, to handle it. So... I've set in my opponent, uh, we, we start playing, whether it's MTGO, Arena, or Paper, we get to the end of the match, I'm, I'm playing Jacob, and I, and I beat him 2-1, obviously. Obviously. So, obviously. obviously. So, how do we, you know, normally at a, on a, in a physical event, I f- fill out a little slip where we both sign it, take it up to the scorekeeper. Absolutely. Guess, guess where that is? It's on your player, player controller. controller. Yeah, it's right there. Hey. I won instead because I got yep. that question right. Haha. <laughs> so right there in front of you uh, will be the match report, and it'll say, uh, you know, it'll have your names, and it and it's a selection button: game one, game two, game three, and who won it. And you just pick the side of the person that won it. You click that. So if you're playing best of three, um, and your two to one was games one and game three. Uh, so you're gonna say that you won game one and you won game three, and that Jacob won game two. Um, so you're going to select all those points. And then as soon as, uh, as soon as you've got it and you're happy with it, you're going to hit submit typically, just like we do in, in paper magic, we, we ask the winner to fill out, fill, fill that out. So they fill that out. Uh, but the person who didn't win, I, we're not going to call you a loser, Jacob. Um, the person who non-winner. didn't win, <laughs> non-winner, the non-winner is, uh, <laughs> has, has a little thing that pops up that says that they can confirm it. They can confirm it or not. Um, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't change the, the result that's going through, but it is a thing that you can see, yes, this was gone. And that's, that's a step to say that, it, oh, if the wrong person claimed, uh, and put it up there and they said, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that way. I won two games to one. And then they'll, they, instead of confirming it, they contact the TO and say, Hey, this result is wrong. And then you can, and you can figure out, uh, where that went from there. I saw that some of the matches you can have a, a round timer or, or not. Correct. If I have 
a round timer, does that also display in the player controller? It does. Okay. Well, it's all there. Cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, and the 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 round timer is uh, is as a as a fairly nice feature. It, right. Uh, there's a couple of things we want to do to it. Uh, right now, it just it just counts down the time from you know if you say you start a 50 minute round, it just counts down from 50. Um, and but we're there's a couple of, of suggestions that have been made already for ways to improve that. Um, and, uh, you know, just adding more functionality to it uh, display-wise. So as long as we have uh, the bandwidth or the, the, the page space uh, to put some stuff in, there's a couple of things we could do to, to give you a little more information on that, too. It's, it's all, all that information is there. Uh, everything we do is in there. It's just a matter of, of taking the time to program it to bring it up. So question on having a round timer, which, I mean, somebody who likes not like i like tournaments but i don't want to mm-hmm. be there for 10 12 15 hours yep. uh right it's great at paper tournaments you know we've got a whole procedure for making sure that we get match results in after the time is done mm-hmm. um how does that work with mtg melee well, that it'll be whatever the organizer wants it to be um i i'm i'm assuming it's going to be very similar um we haven't been setting up rules for that that's going to be a, a thing that the to dictates when your match is over here's what you do uh the cool thing is that because of the nature of specifically arena it's obviously a little easier to get in there with with mtgo but arena has its own internal timer mm-hmm. um and if uh if you set a decent enough time limit it, it's it's going to be very very difficult for that match to not be over within the time frame um, and if it is, it's probably because uh, you and your opponent took a little more time to get going than you should have. One one thing I also noticed in the tournament controller for TOs is you have the ability to see which matches haven't been reported and then message those players. Correct. Oh, so yep. so you could you could Ping. actually you can sweep for slips, That's, right? You can be like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 why don't you uh, if you're done. T- you know, why don't you fill that out? I'll take it up for you if you if it's ready is, to go. Is there a slip in your pocket? You should check. Right. Which I looked at that and I was like, yes. Yeah. An unfilled out match slip in your player controller. So is there, before we start talking about like MTG Melee from the tournament organizer perspective, is there anything else, like any cool bells and whistles uh, from a player perspective that... That, uh, uh, there's there's a lot, of, a lot of functionality for them. Um, they can connect their Twitch accounts. So when they're playing an, an event on, they're playing an event that's that's hosted on MTG Arena. If they have their Twitch account available, uh, somebody who knows where their account is, they can go click and they can click through to it, so they can watch them. So you oh. can kind of troll and find people playing in active tournaments. You can see the standings of tournaments. So if you know people are playing, people that you know are playing, you can go kind of. Kind of, it's not. It's not exactly a look in like everybody wants for arena, but but you can certainly kind of rail bird on the tournament and see who's playing rounds and who's playing who. Click on them if they have a Twitch. You can be taken directly to their Twitch. Um, there's a, there's a lot of neat functionality that way. Awesome. So one last thing from the player perspective, and this is more of a, you know, would be nice to have in the future. But is I know it requires uh, some cooperation from like you can't do this autonomously but you have plans for implementation of limited tournaments um we we haven't spent a whole lot of time or energy on them yet um it's something you could do right now um you could like the reporting a deck is not the same obviously 
Um, but you, as long as you aren't looking for deck lists on a tournament, you could certainly tell everybody, go to arena, draft, um, build, build your deck and bring it here to play them. Um, uh, because I think you can basically export the deck in arena now, yeah, you can make it as a that. deck, rebuild it, and then go challenge with it. Um, so that's a thing that you could do uh, right now. Um, it's, it's not quite as seamless as a constructed tournament because uh, you have to just go without deck lists at this point. Um, it's, uh, it's a thing that may have some functionality down the road. Um, we've been discussing the, the viability and, um, and how much programming bandwidth it's going to take to basically make a, uh, a free form format. So this would be, uh, this would cover something like a limited, uh, where it, it doesn't have a, it's only going to have 40 cards and that the program won't care. It'll just be, Hey, are you submitting a deck list? Cool. I got your deck list and it'll publish it when you pop it up. Um, same sure. as the constructed, um, and it just won't check for legality right now. The program checks for legality. If somebody submits a deck list, uh, for a constructed event that is not legal, the program knows it and will says, Hey, um, that's not legal, buddy. Try again. So if you're playing that dwarf that you can have any number in your deck and you're only seven. six of them. Yeah. Obviously seven. seven. Up to seven. Yeah. Obvious. That was uh, interestingly enough that that was actually, that one broke us. Uh, <laughs> we, we pull, we pull from Scryfall for for legality, and and I Jason is the programmer. I'm not. I'm not even going to pretend to understand uh, exactly what it is that that happened there. But uh, sometimes things like that happen. We also had a a, a parsing issue with the uh, double face cards uh, or the uh, mm. the two up cards. Um, mm. Same sort of thing. Just something about the character string broke it. So um, we've had to make some exceptions for those um, on top of that. But um, Every once in a while, something weird like that happens. From from a tournament organizer perspective, now this sounded pretty easy. And, and watch watching the video and, and playing with it myself, it's it's very easy from the player's perspective. It's actually kind of equally easy from the tournament or organizer perspective as well. You are not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Is that obviously like being not the loser. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I've been I've been at it a while, and I've 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 played with uh, like I, I was running sanctioned events before DCI Reporter existed when we were using spreadsheets and cards. Um, this is much easier than that. Yeah. Uh, so so looking at it, it's it's even got when you when you're creating the event and you're telling what type it is. Now you do need to have your account upgraded to be an organizer account. Yep, there is a little button that you can there's a little button you can jam that says uh, apply to be a tournament organizer. And you, you clip that button and it's going to ask you a handful of questions. We just we just want to know a little bit about you, um, what you're planning on doing with it. And uh, and then we've been pretty much spamming the approve button on, on pretty much everybody. Uh, so you, you create the tournament and I looked at it and it's, it's really the basic kind of questions. And you had like tool tips to explain what every pull yep. down meant. Yep. Yeah, the little question mark off to the side of every variable that, that has... A uh, couple of ha- a couple of words that you're like, I think this is what that means, and then you click over the little question mark, and you're like, Yes, I was right. Um, if you've run, if, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, if you've, if maybe that was before we started recording, if you've run events on Wur or Walter, uh, this is going to be a cakewalk for you. One of the cool things that I noticed was you also had because you can search for these events, you can add like gifs of your store logo, that kind of thing, yes. for for branding purposes. Which Brand seems, that baby up, right? Sounds sounds pretty cool. That's that's always something that the tournament organizers are looking to do is get their logo in front of in front of eyeballs. In front of eyeballs, yep. Free advertising, yep. 
and you can basically put hashtags in there that make the search easier yeah, to find? Yeah, I, I think I mentioned earlier, there's a little spot for tournament markup where you're going to put details about your events that you want the players to know. Um, uh, here's where you can tell them how many rounds it's going to be, uh, entry fee if it exists, any any special rules that you want. Uh, you'll you'll tell them uh, more than just the very trim trim functional. This is a standard best of three. That all that's all handled by the, the software. But any any other special things you want the players to know, how to contact you, uh, if it's a paid event, how they're paying, all that stuff can be put into markup, and it's and it's full it's full HTML markup. There's a basically a WYSIWYG editor in there that you can you can drop things into. You can drop links. You can drop images. Um, you can do a preview. Uh, so you can see what the player is going to see before before you hit publish, uh, so you can see exactly what it's going to look like. For those who aren't familiar with that particular bit of lingo, uh, WYSIWYG means what you see is what you get, literally. So it's like a Microsoft Word is like a WYSIWYG editor. Yeah, that, that's a, the editor. Yeah, I mean where you're putting it in um, is typical markup. It's HTML, but there's a, a WYSIWYG uh, preview that you can do. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not quite WYSIWYG. I probably said the wrong thing on that in, in a very specific way. But but there is a there's a little button that you can click the, that does a preview that is what you see is what you get. When you look at that, that's exactly how the player is going to see it. So you can make sure that you didn't uh, write your HTML wrong or whatever. Right. Yeah. And there's 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 no HTML writing to it. It's uh, there are tools that help you put it in there. If you want to put in a link, you click the little button that says add a link and it tells uh, okay. you what to do. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a super simple tool. There's not a not a ton of extra stuff you can do inside of it. Um, but you can make a couple of different heading sizes. You can insert images, you can uh, you can hyperlink things, you can uh, you can draw attention to things with bullet points and and stuff like that. A couple of a handful of just really good toolbox things uh, for for writing that up. Now, now, one of the coolest things I, I saw in here, and, and I, I think this, it, it seems so innocuous, but I think it's really, really huge, is down at the bottom when you're filling this stuff out, you have the ability to say that this is a mock-up mock event. Yes. Or I, I, uh, I, that might not be the exact term, but it's That's, basically It like, is called a mock it, it, I believe the checkbox says, is this event a mock-up or is this a yeah. mock-up event? And then you check that box, and what you've done is you've not made it so that the, the public won't see it, and it just lets you play it. It turns it into a big sandbox that that nobody's going to see, and you, and you can't worry. You don't worry about breaking anything or somebody accidentally entering it that you you weren't ready to have them enter. Uh, and then you have the ability to load in a bunch of uh, of mock-up players, uh, just you know, just uh, filling fill space players. You know, it's like Chandler Bing is in there. Uh, we've just got a list of people that are that are just made there for practicing. Um, there's a button on there that you can click. Um, I think it's been implemented. It may not be on the main system yet, but if it isn't, it's going to be soon. A button that you'll be able to click that just enters a whole bunch of people um, just for playing around. Uh, or you can go one at a time if you want to play with a specific set of uh, number of people. And so you can put in eight people in an event. You can pair them. You can assign match wins to them you can drop them you can put them back in you can break pairings you can give them buys you can take them out of buys you can back up around there you can you can play to your heart's content uh, uh out from anybody's watchful eyes so that you can just uh learn everything that it can do i'm going to describe it as one of the most paralyzing things for a scorekeeper a, a relatively new scorekeeper is let's say you've got like a 50 60 person event and last round the player's 
reported or like two rounds ago, you find that, that you entered a result wrong. Okay. And you need to correct it or, or they come up and they say, Hey, you know, I got dropped when I shouldn't have been that kind of thing. And you have to do this, what's called a, a cascade repair. Yep. You have to break several, several matches. And that's kind of scary because you're under a time constraint and there's not really a good way to practice. You can do things that here. like that. You can, yep. you can do. So any of the things that you've been scared to do that you, you've kind of wanted to try and you think that you need experience with, like maybe we got you. Maybe just break breaking a match and pairing two people together because, you know, it's it's round two and you just need to, you know, the ca- there's no cascade repair. It's just to re- repair these two people together. That's something that people get kind of scared of. And this lets you do it in an offline environment and you don't have to wait yep. for anything live. Yep, we got you. Uh, that's all stuff you can do on there. One one thing I will kind of kind of point out, though, is that when... When you're, there's no, there's no chance on this ever. So that there will be a missed entry that's on your fault because the players put in their own numbers and they drop you. You don't ever have to put in a drop. You don't ever have or ever have to put in a match result. The only time you're going to ever do that is if somebody tells you, oh, we did that wrong. Can you fix it? Uh, That's uh, and that's only going to be when the round goes past right up to the end of the round, the players can fix it themselves. Um, and so there's a lot less handholding involved in that. Um, uh, I, I am positive that it has happened, but I've only ever had one question so far about, uh, so we, this match was reported wrong. How can I fix it? I'm like, yeah, click this, click that done. Easy well, presumably the, uh, entry of the result validates that the person entering it is being reported as the winner since that's the, the policy you're using. Correct. Yep. So correct. Okay. Yep. So at least it should be the case that if somebody knows that they're only supposed to report as a win uh, and they report a result, you don't have two results. Most of the time, that's going to be close to accurate. Yeah, yeah. there's some we we I mean, we see it. We've run thousands and thousands of thousands of events over our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that the vast majority of the time players are honest. Players mm-hmm. are putting players are putting down what is actually happening. There's 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 very little incentive for them to cheat on it even even in a fairly big event because the because the negatives of it are are significantly outweigh any potential benefit for for trying to cheat that because it's going to come out and people are going to uh, to know so um there's very little incentive for it and, and i think that that holds true to this event as well um we'll we'll see how that evolves as 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 we go with it but uh but i I guess I'll temper my thoughts, but I, I have a little bit of faith in humanity. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have as much as I do, but but I do. <laughs> well, and and with your standings right in front of you, yep, you you it, you're pretty able to see if you made a boo boo. Right? Immediately, yep. Quick follow up question. So, say I'm an organizer. I've made one of these tournaments. I like I did my whole like I put all my branding stuff in there. I got everything formatted the way that I like it, and I like it. And I kind of want to run something like this on the regular. Is there a way that I can like basically copy a previous tournament and go like, well, I'm going to change the date, but otherwise I want want this again. You want to clone. Not yet, but it's, but it's on our, it's on our short list of things to add. Um, Good. Yeah. The right now, right now it's, I mean, in general, it's, it's not very difficult to, uh, it's not very difficult to set up a new event. 
And if you have something you like, like you can go to the old event, you can copy the markup, which is the hardest part to put in, mm-hmm. create a new event, paste that markup in, select the half a dozen boxes that you need to, to make it work, um, and then move on. So yes. it's while it's it's pretty easy to do, it, it will at some point just literally there will be a button that says clone this event, click it, uh, clone or copy or right whatever wording we end up putting on it. Um, clone this event and then you change the name of the event uh you know if you want to and then off yeah. you go yeah I, that's something i'm particularly interested in because uh first it, it eliminates uh sources of error which i'm always yes. a fan of and yep. second i'm exceptionally lazy so so say we all <laughs> we, we want to make it easy yes so players report that you have your tournament controller where you can see that if you have delinquent players that haven't entered results you can message them to get it once you get everything in you can end the round start the next round like just like we're in the in the round start the next round send out pairings Uh, once once all the pairings are in there you don't have to click end round it just it's just done and you click on uh when you get when you get to playing around with it you'll see it and if you go we've got a youtube channel if you want to go check out you uh our channel on, on YouTube is MTG Melee on YouTube. That's our account name. So you can go up and you can see a video of me stepping through, starting and running an event. Uh, so once the the round has been entered, you just click the next round, click pair, and then you wait for the next set of rounds to come in. That's it. Okay. Seems seems pretty straightforward. And then when you hit the end of Swiss, it'll immediately, if you've set it up, I think you have these things called phases. You yeah, set it they're up to running, transition. That, that's a good point. They're running phases, uh, and and a phase is going to be a, a section of the tournament. So like your typical PTQ would have two phases. It has the Swiss phase, and it has a top eight phase. Uh, so when you're setting up an event, if you're just going to run straight Swiss, you're just going to have one one phase. And then you'll set up, and that's where you set up the rounds and the format of the event. You, you haven't set up the format until you set up that phase. Um, because up until then, it's just some basic information. What platform are they going to play on? What day are they going to play in? What time are they going to play on? Put in a bunch of markup to tell them any extra information you want about it. Um, are they going to have a deck list or not? Uh, a couple of other things. There's one of one of the buttons you can pick is to drop all players that don't have a deck list at round one. So if you go to pair round one and uh, okay. they have not submitted a deck list, they're just immediately dropped uh, and they don't get paired. Um, and then... But if you want one, the thing that tells the world that it's a standard tournament, uh, except if you mention it in your markup or your title, is the phase. So I'm going to pick this phase. I'm going to call it Swiss. I'm going to say it's a standard format. I'm going to say we're running four rounds, um, and it's best of three, and that's all handled in the phase section. And then if I want a playoff pairing, then I would create a second uh, or a new phase, uh, and that will be called playoff pairings. Uh, that'll be a, a playoff uh, style phase. So when I click the second phase, instead of calling it Swiss, I call it playoff. I decide I want to cut. It's it's only a round four tournament. I think it's going to be small. I want to cut to top four. So you can cut to top four and it'll immediately, um, when you're done with a Swiss, there's a little button that says move to next phase. You click that and then it, it moves it. It kind of ends that section of it, moves it to the next one. If there's a cut, that cut will happen right then, and you'll drop to your top four players, and then go, and then you'll have a single elimination bracket from that. You mentioned that you, when you're setting the phases before you publish the tournament, you need to mm-hmm. specify the number of rounds. So mm-hmm. let's let's say let's say I'm really super ambitious, and I say this tournament's going to be eight rounds because I'm going to have a lot mm-hmm. of players, and 
I'm a little overly ambitious, and we only get enough players for seven rounds. Can Easy. I, I can change that? Easy. Yep. You go right into your okay. phase edit button, and you click it, and you cool. change it from eight rounds to seven rounds, and you're done. Cool. Okay. Say I'm incredibly ambitious, uh, and <laughs> I want to do a multi-format tournament with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can um, do that? You you will be able to do that. It's oh. technically possible right now, except sure. you can't do it with deck lists because we have no way to handle the multiple deck lists. Sure. Um, okay. But it is coming, and it and it it will be available at some point. Um, uh, when, once we get stabilized uh, and get all the other things done that we need to get done, but it is it's it's on the list. You will be able to have a three phase tournament where you're playing standard, modern, and pioneer. Awesome. That's that is. Attractive, no? Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, acro- across multiple platforms, because right now you can't play modern on Arena. Uh, it, you, no. So at least the way it's set right now, I mean, you can still do it, uh, but it just, uh, currently the way it's set up, it will transmit only the thing that you put in the front side. Now, ah, what's okay. big, yeah, so, so like, or transmit the username that you put in the front. So if you, if your first phase is Arena, that's that's the one, and you say at the beginning that it's arena. That's what it's going to be. But if your second phase is actually MTGO, you'll you'll either have to have people communicate their their usernames to each other to do that, or uh, uh, or you know hopefully once we actually get this lifted off the ground and running, because again it's not not viable just yet. It's possible, but probably not something we're going to mess with just yet, and, and aren't supporting. Um, we might be able to have that changed up front to where you can say. Uh, speaking for Jason, when he hears this, if if he doesn't like it, I'm sure I'll get an earful. But uh, but I believe that's a thing that we can do. You'd mentioned that from a uh, collection of entry fees, the tournament organizer can either send them to their own page to do that, or you guys can do that. Uh, you guys have a service where you can collect the True. entry fees. How about prize payout? We don't touch it. Okay, that's so... completely completely to. Yeah, completely TO. What's going to happen if somebody uses our payment service um, to, to, to collect the entry fee is that we're we're going to collect that entry fee for them. Uh, it, it goes through Stripe. And there's a there's an if you're in a North American or not North American, specifically United States based organizer, you can make an account on Stripe. And, and a couple of days after the event, we'll just send you your money Um uh, because that's how long it takes to clear Stripe. If you are an international TO, then we're collecting, uh, and Stripe also collects the W9 information that we need as well. Um, if you're an international TO, we need to send you to send in a, uh, a W8 and a PayPal address. And once the money clears, we'll drop it into PayPal and send it to you. Okay. So from a, from a so I'm a I'm a player. I want a tournament. I get ten dollars. Ten dollars in store, or not? I won a tournament. I finished like eighth or something, and I get sure. you know ten, twenty dollars in store credit. That Bob's MTG that. Shack. Absolutely, Bob's MTG Shack is where you go to get your prize. Uh, we'll send them the money that you paid, and and they will distribute it. Uh, it's a place we didn't want to be uh, and shouldn't be uh, in between uh, a TO and the person uh, who they are and and their customer. Um, we're an enabler. And, and that's what we're doing. All right. So before we get on to the, the judge stuff, is there is there any other features that, that you think we missed from a tournament organizer perspective? Um, 
There's so from a tournament organizer perspective, I think I mentioned earlier, there's some things that we can do with Patreon and Twitch. Uh, one of the entry fees, that, one of the entry styles that you can have is if you have a Twitch account, if you have an active Twitch account or a Patreon, uh, we've got a couple of uh, a couple of organizers using this right now. They're run they're organizing events that are free, but only for people that play in their or the, for people that uh, subscribe to their channels. Um, so if you're, you're subscribed to the mythic society, uh, Twitch channel, you can play in one of the mythic society events. Um, and that is a thing that we link automatically on the site. Um, so if you, if they have that already, uh, they can put in their Twitch account information and get that verified. And then the players also put in a Twitch account information. And when you select at the beginning of the event, when you're setting it up, you say the type event event, it is one of the event types you can have is, is a Twitch entry, and then uh, so that'll post up there. You know that it's it's free with subscription at a, Twi a Twitch account. So then, uh, when the player tries to enter it, uh, if they have verified their Twitch properly on their account, uh, the program says, "Oh yeah, you're good. I can see that you're subscribed to that guy. You're good to go." Cool. Any any thoughts of adding a, a integration with TikToks? TikToks. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I you know those, those I don't things know do, enough. You know. I might be a little old. I mean, I know what TikTok is, uh, but I didn't realize they had a... I, a, a so, so, those are those okay. little breath mints, right? They come yeah. out right. of... The exactly what they're, right. little breath mints. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, if, they, if, if a platform comes up and does some sort of subscription service that allows an API, yeah, we can connect to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, what, what a good yes and answer. Yeah. I mean, again... Uh, your mileage may vary, and Jason may kill me later, but that's that's what I'm saying now. Yeah. Now, how does how does it work with vines? Does it not... Vines oh, it doesn't work at all. Vine is here on. anymore. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> from a over. from a, from a judge to perspective, now normally when we think about what judges do, uh, physically walking walking the floor, um, when we're not actively doing judging, we're we're passing out slips. We don't have to do that here. We're posting yep. pairings. We don't have to do that here. Correct. We're watching magic, verifying life totals. Don't have to do that here because Arena is doing that. So Correct. what we normally think of as a judge action, judge activity changes in the online world. Correct. Um, you are you are more of an admin. Yep. Right. But there are still some things that can happen uh, yes. that, that require... A, a judge now i i kind of made a partial list of things that i thought that judges would still need to do have you guys gotten any feedback on the actual kind of judgey slash admin type things uh n not too much so far i mean the feedback in the way of uh when somebody asks a question hey this just happened how do i handle it um uh and and so far it's been you know handle it how you want when somebody uh i'm looking at your list right here um like Dexless, sure, you 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 figure out how you want to enforce that. Um, there's at some point in time, I imagine there will be some sort of of code specifically written, but but it's not there yet. It's a little bit of the wild west uh, right now. Um, yeah, I so, imagine that late players is probably going to be the most frequent problem. Late players and late deckless. We we yeah. do. Uh, we ran an event today that had 200 players. It was locked to 200 players in it, um, and somewhere around 50 or so players didn't get their deck list submitted and were dropped for round one. Okay. Can you um, re-add them? Can you re-add them yes. for round two? Okay. Yep. You can always add them. 
Um, again, it's completely flexible. The, you can you can search for players that have been dropped and undrop them and add them back in. And uh, there's there's any number of things that you can do to it. And that's where judge experience is going to be super crucial because handling because uh, when it comes right down to it, uh, most of what judges do is customer service on some level. Um, and that is still an incredibly important skill here. Learning how to take in the information that's happening and and get the fastest result you can out of it to get out of the way of the players and let them do the thing that they're there to do, uh, which is the important thing that judges do. There is no MTR for online arena events. So, but there is there is you know the tournament rules for just events. So right, and they're they're going to be parallel in quite a few places. Like you, you can't you can't say offensive language to someone in the chat. If you do, you're going to get booted. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, if we catch you cheating at rounds, like a, 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 the the admin or the judge for the event is is and says, hey, the, the your opponent said that you reported wrong. That's not the way it is. It's this way, uh, and there will, I assume, still be basically an interview process. And it's not face to face, so it's not the same sort of thing. And you're like, hey, you figure out what happened and. And make your judgment call about uh, about what that match should be. Um, that's all still completely relevant and useful uh, skill set. I'm I'm curious what the uh, policy will end up being for players saying, "Hey, my opponent was intentionally stalling me out for no reason." Yeah. Because uh, we have those things, and yeah. I mean, it's happened to me playing arena for sure, and I it can be very frustrating. Well, that's what you get for playing combo. I, I'm not. I'm just winning. That's all I'm doing. I'm just playing a normal deck. Yeah, it's. I'm those. I'm sure that that you know this is going to be evolving time. Um, this has existed for a while, uh, but certainly the tool that we're putting forward brings it into a much easier light to handle, or a much much easier place to handle for for people who are used to the events, uh, event types, the the, the paper events. Um, and a lot of that stuff is going to is going to translate directly over, um, I believe. Obviously, there's going to be some things that we have to deal with that you would never have to deal with in paper. Um, uh, there are going to be some things that we're never going to have to deal with ever um, uh, the other way. So it's uh, I assume that at some point in time, uh, some some ambitious person will will start writing up some rules of the road and um, and uh, that will be up to the TOs to adopt them and. Uh, and handle it. There's ways in the tool to handle late deck lists. Yes. There's ways in the tool to handle late players in a, in a, in accordance with the with the Magic tournament rules. Yes. If players enter in the wrong result and it's after the match, the organizer can edit the results, edit the pairings, flip yes. the players, get them get them playing the right opponent. Now, yes. when that happens, that will probably take a a few minutes. Okay is when the timer runs out, when the 50-minute timer runs out, and mm -hmm. let's say this these players got a five-minute extension because you were repairing things, is there... You said that you guys were working on improvements to the timer. Is that one of them, or is that already um, in the system? I, you know, I don't know that we've talked specifically about that, but I... I um, and I and I haven't had to deal with it yet myself, but I in, in my gut, I believe that you can extend the timer right now. Um, but that'd be but, for everybody? But, yeah, but it would but it would show for everybody at that point. So that's certainly a, a thing that I think we can we can look at adding when we're when we're making some of those improvements. Is like we're in overtime now, so the clock counts down to zero and then goes goes negative, just like you would expect it to be 
uh, at, at a Grand Prix or, or something like that. Uh, if you've got players that are harassing in the uh, in the chat, you can you can boot them. Boot. Yep. Yeah. Even even online, it's even you know, even online. You're you need to be civil. Correct. You know? mm-hmm. Just because you're anonymous hiding behind that keyboard doesn't mean you get you have license to be a jerk. Um, and, now... and for and and we've got a, a like as on a tournament or, organizer level, that's a thing that they can do. They can eject a player uh, if they're if they're being inappropriate. And in our terms of service, we specifically call out you cannot verbally abuse people, or or right, you know good. being uh, and so. If someone comes to us with and said, "Hey, this player did this thing," and they show me a screenshot of some bad stuff, um, get out. Yep. Thanks. Um, we're we're gonna boot them. We're gonna lock them out for a little while. Uh, give them a give them a penalty box, and uh, and when they come back, they'll they'll have been marked. And if uh, and if it consistently happens again, then then it'll be stepped up, just like just like in the real world. Um, we we're not going to allow calling out. Uh, we're not going to allow people calling out that way, uh, and and on some level, it's uh, because it's it's all going to be in chat. Um, as long as you're fast enough to grab a screen grab, uh, it's going to be easier to prove. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. oh, I didn't mm-hmm. say that. I mean, we've all been in those judge situations where like it is not what I said. It's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, here it is. It's actually spelled right there. You you <laughs> did tell that person to do something unmentionable with a certain body part. Yeah. And let me ask from. Okay, so here's here's a question: a split between the tournament organizer and MTG Melee. If someone's using your your chat to harass somebody, and that somebody goes to the tournament organizer and the tournament is like, "Oh, that's just Jim. Just be cool. He, you know, he he doesn't mean anything by it." We're not going to be cool. We we are going to make a decision outside of that. We're not okay. going to be cool with it, especially if it's if there's uh, if there's especially if it can be proven. Um, and in general, it can be. Okay. So there, there is, there's like a two check. There's the yep. tournament organizer and then there's MTG melee. Yep. We, you can consider us probably, uh, more appropriately. We're the venue. Um, okay. if you're, if you think of it in that terms, the tournament organizer is, uh, you know, like in my, I was Legion events, the tournament organizer is Legion events and MTG melee is a Minneapolis convention center, uh, okay. on, on some fashion like that, where we're enabling you to do the thing. So we we also have our rules, just like just like all halls do. And if you break our rules, we can eject you too. Do you also sell pizza for ten dollars a slice? Son of a gun! I don't know if we can <laughs> do that. Let's see. You're, Let's, you're... Does here's the question: Does Domino's have an API that we can connect? <laughs> you know, probably Uber Eats on NTG <laughs> Melee. I'm uh, I'll put those in the notes for Jason. <laughs> yeah, that. Honestly, like no joke. <laughs> wow, did that for a while, didn't they? Where you could like do a thing with a pizza emote and get pizza ordered did, from I, Pizza Hut. I don't know, but it sounds fantastic. That would be, I'm pretty that sure would I remember be. reading that, and it wasn't an April Fool's joke. If you just have like an advertisement on the side for for Uber, <laughs> Uber. Yeah. Now if you I mean, I'm not against it. Charge... Here's another question that, uh, or, or actually, there's there's two more points. So, this is a computer game. People are playing on MTG Arena, and occasionally there's dropped connections. There are uh, glitches in the game where they play a card and it doesn't do what they what it should do or what it would do according to the comprehensive rules. Now that's outside of MTG Melee, but I, I want to call that out. Is yep. that's something that the tournament organizer should decide in advance 
how you're going to handle that. I I, I would assume, and again, I'm, I'm I talked earlier about you know we're a little bit of the wild wild west here. Um, people are people are kind of kind of come into the terms of what it's going to be like and when it'll happen. And just like what happened with, with every other organized play situation, people are going to figure things out and they're going to disseminate information and we're going to figure out the proper ways to handle that. And it'll, and it'll end up being, well, very typically when there's a glitch in the game and a card didn't work right, this is how we're handling it. Um, I, I don't, I don't feel like it's my place as the platform to step in and say what that, what that uh, result should be. Um, but I am positive that, that at some point We're gonna decisions figure. are going to be made and, and uh, people start kind of congealing around a specific sort of uh, decision. And you'll, and you'll see other people say, nah, I don't want to do that way. I'm going to do it this way on my event. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I, I fully believe that, that it will end up being, well, we don't want to play on that one because they're not using the rules that we like. And I think you'll start seeing that. Um, some people are going to want it. Some people are, are want it loosey goosey, and some people are not. So um, you'll be able to you'll be able to pick and choose those based on on you know one of the things we kind of talked about adding down the line is is sort of uh, sort of like um, not I don't I don't want to call it ratings points, but 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 ways to to help find organizers that are doing the things that you want to do, and and maybe one of those boxes to check will be you know, uses some specific set of, of rules that somebody's adopted uh, as, as a checkpoint to say, well, I only want to play in ones that are using, you know, MTRO, let's call it, you know, or something like that. Right, where they're, like, for example, drop connections or happens, whatever, but if it's an actual bug in the game and you can show what happened, okay, that constitutes replaying the game or something like that. Or something like that, yeah. yeah. And, I, and again, I don't know how that'll work out, but... But I expect that that's what y'all do. Like that's 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 where your strengths are, and that's that's what uh, that's what judges and admin staff can bring uh, can bring to online events is is that uh, that thoughtful uh, resolution to difficult problems. And speaking of our strengths, uh, <laughs> yes, I, we're we're putting this in the context. We we sort of led off with a well, you can't do physical paper tournaments because everything's. Not the way it used to be, and we don't know when we're going to get back to what we used to think of as normalcy. Uh, at those paper tournaments, I could call a judge and ask a rules question, and that didn't take away from from my timer. Um, just sort of visualizing how all of this works, it sounds like I can, I can, if there's judges associated with an event, I could, I can like direct message them with that, yeah, but yeah. there's no way to pause the timer while that. Uh, questions not individual yeah certainly not individually but that's uh, but again that's potentially a thing that we can do for adding extra time if that's a thing but also it just doesn't happen very often mm. uh, like the the biggest thing that happens so far that potentially delays time is hey my opponent's not here mm-hmm. um you know like I've, I've not if he's not i've sent messages he's not contacted me or they've not contacted me back um, and what, what do I do? I don't have an opponent. And at that point, and you're just like you would in the beginning, he's like, Hey, he's got X minutes to show up. And if he doesn't, uh, then, then that player loses game one and X more minutes and that player loses the match. Um, e- easy stuff to do with that as well. Um, but that's primarily, uh, the biggest, the biggest point that is, that gets pushed through to TOs at this point is, is that beginning of, of game. Hey, where's my opponent? Um, 
right. probably a little more complicated to to solve than it is at a at a paper event, but it's it's basically the same problem. And putting my like if I'm if I'm rationalizing this, I'm pretty confident the reason why rules questions aren't coming out that's why that's not a thing is that I would know as a player that's going against my shot clock in arena and or my timer in whatever and that's a big difference between a paper tournament and this. I'm not saying like obviously I don't I can't think of a way sure. to implement it because you can't tell arena you can't like send stop. it to the software and yeah. say, hey stop please for a second. Yeah, but the majority yeah, so the the only thing that, that they're not gonna be able to get that they would normally is uh, is maybe backing up and saying, "Hey, judge, how does this work with that?" Yep. Um, right. They're they're just gonna have to play it and see. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I t I talked to Jeff Foster a little bit, and I was like, "How many rules questions do you get in other online stuff?" And he's like, "Hardly ever any." Yeah. You know, it, they they've got a very do try it and see kind of. Yep. Mentality. A slightly different attitude. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and also because because the I mean the there's no the rules are structured and handled by the computer right so right so you can't there there's 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 way less variables you know you're going to be told well now you have priority well now i get time to think about what i want to do now your opponent's got priority now they get to think about what time to do. you know that it's very structured and so you end up the only place you could possibly be in where you might want to ask a judge's advice is before you play a spell you don't know if it can target that thing but this is all pretty clear about that. You know, like it's got a mm -hmm. little thing on it. I can't target it. <laughs> yep. The interface tells you that. Yeah. Yep. It t most of the questions that you could even possibly conceive are able to be answered by, by rolling the wheel over that card where it then shows you the reminder text for all of the abilities it has. So, um, it, it, and the, which, you know, they're like, Hey, I don't, I'm playing this Japanese version and I don't remember what threshold does. <laughs> whatever you're gonna find there's still gonna be questions where people might ask like hey i've got a card that makes something indestructible is that still susceptible to a, a card that exiles things correct you know you might you might get questions like that yep and i think as more cards get in the format or, or just there's a larger library of cards in in mtg arena and they start having more than where you you have tournaments with the yeah the, the historic format. stuff is going to start getting right. a little more complicated yeah right and you're going to start mm -hmm. getting weird interactions but the GUI does kind of lend you to you know it's like hey can I respond to that I don't know well did it give you priority yeah okay well then you there can you respond. go <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go yep but but I do think that 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 is going to be a thing so so judges for the most part you're gonna be kind of like as opposed to having a floor of a whole bunch of judges, you're going to be at your computer doing scorekeeper duties, hunting down players Ish. that are maybe a yeah. little delinquent in entering results, hunting down yep. late players. Uh, and, 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 and handling policy disputes. Yep. I, I think this isn't going away. Like, people are going to be running tournaments online, starting, like... This this whole incident that we're having right now with the with the pandemic has probably accelerated things Correct. much faster than they would have had it not. But this is a new world, and yeah. we we need to we need to find our place in it. Absolutely, and there is a place in it for sure. Judging is a customer service role, and these there are still customers. Mm -hmm. Turns out. Yep. Those are the, the three big areas, the player perspective, the tournament organizer perspective, and the judge perspective. 
So is there maybe any, anything else we didn't cover? Any future plans? Oh, we got we have so much fun stuff that we're going to do uh, with this site. One of uh, one of the amazing things that we're going to be able to uh, to do here, uh, because of the way we record things and the and because of the the way the database works, the amount of data that we're going to have available is kind of absurd. Um, and we're looking forward to doing some fun stuff with that. Awesome. You said this is in beta. Right yeah, now? we're. Yeah, we're 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 in beta right now. Um, I don't know how long that'll be. You know, when when we're happy with where we are and we've got things, uh, um, we've got most of the points done that we want to get done. Because as I said, you know, being in beta, we we knew a lot of the things that we wanted to do before we launched, and we were kind of doing a slow ramp up. We talked about running, starting to run some small uh, series of events, uh, just to kind of get more people in the door and kind of work out some of the bugs. Uh, and then COVID happened, and we're like, all right rip the bandaid off. Let's see what happens. Um, and we, uh, we doubled and tripled and quadrupled down and, and just, uh, I've been, I've been on 12 to 16 hour days for a little over three weeks now, just being in front of the computer and, and answering questions for people that are coming in. The, the very cool thing is, uh, in the last, oh, I want to say specifically the last five to six days, uh, the, the number of questions coming to me through through Discord or email or or Facebook or uh, seven million ways you can get a hold of me um, have slowed way 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 down. Uh, some of that's because we brought Jeff Foster in as a as an admin and he's picking up some of that. Uh, he's running interference on some of that, but a lot of it is just because there just aren't as many questions as they were because people are getting to know the format. Uh, they've watched other people play it on Twitch and they've seen how to interact and they don't have to ask us questions. The documentation is solid so they can go look at that. Uh, there, there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff in there. Um, and, and so we're seeing people really, really grab this thing and, and, and adapt to it. And, and, and we're getting a ton of great feedback from people. There's a little feedback button at the top of the, the website you can click. We we want to hear it all. We want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, you, you think it's a fanciful idea. They're like, hey, what if? Hey, let's hear it. You know, may, maybe it is a pipe dream. But um, there have been a couple of things that uh, people what ifed us about. And we're like, oh, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Let's 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 do that. Um, we've got a pretty, we've got a very small and very responsive team. Uh, again, uh, Jason is the primary uh, programmer. He has done uh, 90% of the work on this site. Uh, he started it a long, long time ago, uh, well into last year. So COVID wasn't even a, wasn't even on anybody's radar for for eight months um, when he started this thing, um, knowing that this is what he wanted to do. And we're just you know, we're happy that we were here, uh, that we're given a place for the community to do the thing that they love to do. And and we're hoping to grow through it and we're hoping to just have good times. You know, that people love tournaments for the reasons they that everybody loves tournaments. They they like the competition, they like the camaraderie, they like the community, they uh and we're hoping to just add on to all of that in a different space, uh, that they can't get it at home right now. And you know, and at some point this is gonna go over and and uh, and people will be able to go back to paper a little bit, um, and we're still going to be here for that. We're we've got designs to uh, we've got hopes to to move into other platforms at some point, um, and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna master this one first and and make sure we've got the the best possible inter interface for anybody wanting to play Magic anywhere online. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about this MTG Melee thing. Like 
I honestly, I didn't know anything about it as of last week when we were starting <laughs> to talk about it. And now I'm like, I'm You're very excited to yeah. talk to uh, other people about it, to talk with certain TOs that I know about, you know, whether or not they want to engage with it. Cause like you said, um, being able to, to help support people who are used to engaging with other members of the community, engaging with this great hobby we all love, uh, having a tool like this is just fantastic. Um, it's, it's been a great fun. While we have you on, uh, sure. the floor is yours. Is there anything you want to anything you want to plug? Anything you want to to reach out to the JudgeCast listening audience with? Uh, I I don't have anything specific. Um, I I will tell you one of the other uh, maybe a little little spoilerish. Uh, one of the other things that I do, um, if people are aware, I, I do Legion supplies and I do MTG Pro Shop, and we've been working with Tim Shields to bring out the new Judge gear. So the uh, the jackets and the shirts and, and that are coming through. I'm making those. My company is making those. Um, and we're pretty excited. We should hopefully have, uh, actually, by the time this airs, you guys, I assume, edit for a couple of days. Hopefully, by the time this airs, we'll, uh, we'll have samples, physical samples in hand. Um, it's been difficult to get them done over the last month, as you can imagine. We, we had really? slowdown. Yeah, for some reason I don't know Shocker. why. What? We uh, we had a little slowdown coming from Wizards because they're with the same problems that everybody did, and they need to get everybody on the same page to say yes, that's okay. And once we got that approved, then um, my normal vendor was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do it because our state called a lockdown as well, or I shelter at home. Uh, uh, so the question was whether we'd be able to do it or not, and and so the vendor that I typically use, who has a whole crew of people is doing it in uh, just the person that owns the business is going to go in and do us some, uh, uh, go stitch them up for us. So we're going to have samples and hopefully this week, uh, they, they got the That's blanks cool. in last week and, and I'm actually one of the things I was, I was meant to do today and I ran out of time, uh, was to send them a message and, and see how they're coming and get a revised date on that. So I hope to have those samples real soon. And as soon as we get them, we're going to get them out to judge Academy folks and, and wizards and get final approval on the actual physical sample. And once we get that physical sample done, then we go to production. Um, we're, we're going to be posting, uh, we're going to be posting up a page where people will be able to go purchase them, uh, at, at basically as a pre-order, uh, at, at a little bit of a discount, I believe is the, the, the plan just to, to help us get this first run through because we know it's going to be, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of maybe thousands of judges want to get them. So we're going to, uh, we're going to get those set up and on a website, hopefully very, very soon. I believe we're actually just going to tie it into MTG Pro Shop. Um, we've got some plans where we hope to be able to get them uh, out once once Magic Fests are running again. Uh, and the Pro Shop is set up at all the Magic Fests in North America, uh, or at least in, in the United States. Uh, we're hoping to have those uh, set so that you can select to send them to a Magic Fest uh, and pick them up That's there. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's the hope. So we'll we we've got some some logistics to work out on that, and that doesn't happen. That doesn't help the rest of the world uh, other than judge mail. So uh, we know you all like to take things back and forth to each other, and and we're hoping between uh, being able to get them to any event in in, a, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. plus judge mail, we can get them to just about anywhere in the world. Yeah, the mock-ups that were put out that the Judge Academy put out on their page like a week or two ago look yeah. really really slick, and yeah. I'm really thrilled that we we that the that the problem is getting solved because a judge shirt a judge uniform like a cohesive it's important shirt is important. is really important like 
a, a uniform is it's it's right in its name. It's the word uniform. Absolutely, right? it, it it gives players some place to look. Um, we 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 had a lot of criteria, and I know there's going to be some. Uh, some people sad that we uh, like the the pocket situation, but mm-hmm. just we. I, I think Rob posted it on somebody's page. Rob McKenzie posted on somebody's uh, thread in Facebook that uh, he went through everything he tried to to get when he was making the Judge North shirts, um, and we we did the same thing. I have five different vendors that cover something like thirty five or forty different lines of uh, of blank material shirts for for alteration like this. And we couldn't find one that fit all of the pieces that we needed to find um, and, and to keep it uniform and keeping it uniform was, uh, was very important. Uh, That was one of the, one of my important things. And and Tim agreed with uh, Tim Shields agreed with me on that, that we wanted to keep it as cohesive as possible. Um, We were really hoping to find uh, a nice long sleeve shirt that kind of matched the polo a little bit better, but we weren't, we weren't able to find one there. So there is a little bit of a break, but we're kind of, reflecting the colors in the polo in the, in the shirt. So uh, it'll at least still have that same color catch. And I'm just like, I like the, the general look of them. Uh, I'm very excited that they're coming. Um, I believe it or not, I didn't actually know you were involved with that. Usually Rob tells me right away when Steve Port's <laughs> involved in something. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, My it's a good, it's a good bet. If there's something going on, I've, I've, I've at least touched it a little bit. I've, uh, I think I said before, you've got my fingers in a lot of pies, but uh, yeah, yeah. Tim brought this to me a while back ago and said, hey, we'd really we'd really like if you could do something with this. And I think we've got a possibility of 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 handling <gasps> the problem. Whoa, there goes my dog. <laughs> Hello, puppy. <laughs> that is my half beagle. You'll be shocked that she's got half beagle, half beagle, half fox terrier named Sammy. She is almost it's 14 the- and uh, she does not like to be disturbed in the evening. <laughs> the bark is all beagle. I, I don't either. Yep. Same, same. Yeah, our uh, roommate just came in and it was all dark in here and uh, she didn't, normally she'll hear her open the garage door and, uh, 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 but she didn't hear her this time because I'm talking. So she got surprised when the door opened. <laughs> so with that wonderful note to end on, uh, Excellent. I think it's time we wrap this thing up. Yep. Sounds so, great. Well, uh, I appreciate y'all talking to me and, uh, yeah. and anybody that's looking for more information, you can, you can reach out to us through the website. You can find us on discord. We've got a, MTG Melee has a Discord. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Um, just search for MTG Melee, and you'll find 7 billion ways to find us. If you want to reach out to JudgeCast, uh, you can email JudgeCast at JudgeCast at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter. Just search for JudgeCast. You'll find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, also just JudgeCast. Real consistent branding naming we've got going on there. It's very important. Yeah. you got to like it. Are we on TikTok? We are not on TikTok. We are- we are not on TikTok. I think that's oddly my job, and so it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry for all of those hopefuls out there who are looking forward to a TikTok for JudgeCast. Uh, not in the cards. We need to get somebody about now, maybe a decade younger than I am on the show uh, who wants or to a, engage. A anyway, but otherwise, oh, the the only thing, Brian, about me doing this windup is that I have to keep it fair instead of keeping it fun, and that makes me I sad. Will... I will. I um. You want it, You want to keep it fun? Nah, that's fine. Keep I'll keep it fair. So, uh, thank you all for joining us on your. Let's see if I can do this right. On your morning drive to work, evening in the shower, whatever. Yeah, let's not make it weird. 
in the shower. Come on now. <laughs> well, just it's funny someplace. because after after that episode, a friend of mine messaged me and he said, I literally was listening to that bit nope, while nope. I was in the shower. Don't don't ever tell me that at all. <laughs> what was his what was his name? Nope, not, nope, nope. No. What was his nope, name? Nope. Nope. It's like, hi Jonathan. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, uh I, my name is Jacob Malicic, and uh, for JoshCast, I keep it fair. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep it fun.